This is the Lift, Nourish, Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Julia Feliciano, a health and fitness coach and entrepreneur who has helped over 100 women reach their fitness goals by debunking diet culture and fitness industry BS through brains and sass. It is my mission to help you understand the science behind your fitness and nutrition goals. I started my business with the foundation of my former eating disorder in mind. This was triggered by misinformation and myths in the health and fitness industry. You know, things like carbs will make you fat, eating past 7 p.m. causes weight gain, you have to do lots of cardio to lose weight. I'd bounce around from machine to machine and had no idea how to actually work out for my goals. Or I would just torture myself on a cardio machine because I ate a donut. Until I realized that I was sick of my old story and these false myths. This is a space for you to become the highest version of yourself by ridding your old diet and fitness struggles, getting rid of those limiting beliefs that have been holding you back for far too long while working towards having the fitness and health journey you've always dreamed of in a mind and body that you crave. Lift, Nourish, Thrive is about finding the beauty in physical strength, having balance in the gym, and stopping the torturous and non-effective workouts so that you can stop freaking out about if your chicken is fried or grilled, so you can stop torturing yourself on cardio machines, so that you can become the woman that you want to be, so that the version of yourself that you keep imagining, yeah, you can become her. Now, let's get into today's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Lift, Nourish, and Thrive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today. <clears throat> I don't know if that was just me, but my voice sounded a little raspy. Um, so this past weekend, my husband and I went to a wedding for his good friends from college. And we had a great time. And if there's one thing that I've learned, uh, well, first, let me give you a little bit of recap leading up to the wedding. So in my last minute fashion of an oh shit, I need a dress to wear for this wedding, um, I went shopping and I found a dress that I really liked and it had like a low back type of scoop to it. So it showed off a lot of my back and it was like, damn girl, look at those curves, right? I loved it. It made me feel so awesome. But I needed a certain bra for this dress. And now your girl's got big boobs, okay? So I can't just go out and buy any type of bra or, you know, think that I can get away with wearing no bra, right? So the type of bra that I needed for this dress was either a low back type of strap bra, which I couldn't find anywhere, which could also be that I would need um, these type of like adhesive cups. And that's what I got. I bought those adhesive cups and they didn't even provide any type of support for me at all. And I learned my lesson the hard way because um, when I got home that night, I tried it on and I was like, this is not going to work. Um, I wasn't able to try the adhesive cups on in the store because they were in a package and um, I hadn't bought them yet. And like I said, I was in a rush. So I knew that this was going not going to work, but 
I had hope. I really had hope that I would somehow be able to figure this out. And what ended up happening is the wedding was on Saturday. Leading up to the wedding, I realized that, shit, these definitely do not work. I cannot get them to work. My boobs are not how I want them to look. I can't get away with not wearing a dress. Oh, shit, right? So here I am in the middle of Pennsylvania, running around from store to store, trying on different bras, right, that I thought might be a little bit more supportive. And they all were these adhesive cup type bras because I could not find that low back type of strap bra that I needed for this dress. Could not get anything to work. Literally had to say F it and buy a whole new dress, which I did. I ended up going to another store and buying a off-the-shoulder type sweater type of dress, which I still didn't have the right bra for, but at this point, I had to suck it up and I had to deal with what I had. The positive part of this was that dress was like $16 versus the $80 that I spent at that other store. So I will be returning that, getting our money back, and just goes to show, if you're a woman, trust yourself, trust your instincts, especially when it comes to clothes. If you know that something is not going to possibly work for you, right? Don't buy them. Don't waste your money on them. Go with your gut. And I wish I had done that so that I would have avoided all of that stress leading up to the wedding and the oh shit, and I got to go here and I got to go there. And I have no idea where I even am within this state, right? But it was a learning lesson. And I wanted to share that with you all. Another thing I learned with a little recap of this weekend is that, you guys, I am definitely almost 30. And I know that might sound young, but when we went out the night before the wedding with Darren and his friends, um, we ended up going to this bar, right? And the whole way there, all I'm thinking of is, I'm so tired. It's like 1130. Why am I out right now? And then when we got to that bar, it was just crowded. One side of the bar was just this crowded dance floor of like, Kids that look like they had a fake ID and they were getting into this place. Like, there were so many people. There was so much dancing. Not that that's bad, but it was so just, like, just not the type of vibe that I enjoy, right? So, and then on the other side of that bar was, like, a whole other room um, was more, like, my type of vibe and my age group and something where I felt more comfortable being in. But when I originally walked into that bar and I saw all of those people... And this vibe and this atmosphere that I'm just like, I do not want to be here. Like, this is not 19-year-old Julie right now. (laughs) You know, I am 28 years old. Right? Yeah, I'm 28. Sometimes I forget if I'm 28 or if I'm 29. Yeah, I'm definitely 28. (laughs) Um, But when I walked in, I was like, this is not, this is not going to happen. Like, I can't, I can't stay here. I'm going to freak out, right? The introvert in me is freaking out. Um, But when we got there... I just knew in my head, right, that I would much rather be sitting at home with my niece and nephew, cuddled up, eating snacks, watching Paw Patrol. Like, that's literally what what went through my head. Like, this is what I would rather be doing. So if you resonate with that story at all, please let me know. I find it really humorous that, you know, as you do get older, how you value certain things. And then I remembered back to when I was like 20 or 21, like how being in that atmosphere would have made me feel compared to at 28. So your girl is a homebody. But getting into the topic of today's episode, we are going to be talking about 
why you keep falling off track with your fitness goals. And now this is a recent thing that I am discovering with a lot of my new clients, all of the women that have recently been onboarded into my Lift, Nourish, and Thrive program. And I'm really excited because I am possibly going to be opening up one more enrollment in December to end the 2019 year strong and to open up 2020 nice and strong. So this is a topic, why you keep falling off track with your fitness goals that I keep seeing. Um, And everything that I'm going to be talking about, there's 10 different reasons why you keep falling off track with your fitness goals, right? All of these things, I have gone through the same exact thing that you are currently going through. I've been there and I know how frustrating it can be. I know how daunting it can feel to think that you are doing everything right, but at the same time, struggling so much because you're not achieving what it is that you truly want, okay? So please keep that in mind. I have been there too. And I say this with years of personal experience. I'm going on 10 years of personal experience with this. And then five years worth of coaching experience and learning from clients and learning from women what it is that keeps them falling off track and then what they need to do to stop falling off track and remain consistent with their fitness goals. Because when you are consistent with your fitness goals, right, that is when the progress comes. So... Getting into it, number one, the first thing that keeps you falling off track with your fitness goals is you have no idea what you're doing in the gym. And now if you don't have a solid idea of what to do in the gym, right, understand that that's okay. There's an educational component to fitness, right? This is what I teach. This is also something that I've gone through. So if you are going to the gym and you don't really have a solid plan of action of what you're doing and how to work out in a way that's going to help you achieve your muscle gain goals, right? Looking quote unquote toned, um, goals that are going to help you lose weight and methods that are going to help you lose weight within the actual gym, right? When you're bouncing around from workout to workout or you're not tracking what you're doing in the gym and you're not measuring your progress in terms of how much weight you're lifting, the sets you're doing, the reps you're doing, right? When you don't have an understanding of those things, your body is never going to be able to adapt to the workouts that you're doing. And your body is very adaptable. It wants to be able to adapt and it will adapt if you allow it to have the consistency that you need within your workout plan. So if you're going to the gym and you're doing swipe workouts from Instagram and YouTube and Pinterest and one week you're on so-and-so's page and then the next week you're on this page and then the next week you're on Pinterest finding workouts, right? That's going to do you more harm than good in the long term. So having an actual idea of what to do in the gym, having a program that is developed for you and only you according to your goals, your time availability, your gym, all of these different things, right? The more customized approach that you have, right? The better off you are going to be in terms of letting your body adapt to your current program so that you can have the fitness results that you want and the body that you want and the muscles that you want. So 
If you don't have any idea of what you're doing in the gym, understand I've been there too. I bounced around from machines to machines and it wasn't until I learned the importance of following a structured program week by week, exercise by exercise. It wasn't until I learned that, that is when I really started to watch my body transform and I encourage you to think about that a little bit. Number two, you are being too restrictive with your food choices and oh my god that used to be me (laughs) so when you are super restrictive with your diet right the more you tell yourself i can't eat that there's nothing here i can eat um that has too much sugar in it that has too much this whatever you are doing to restrict your food choices right in the long term you are going to want those foods that you restrict yourself from even more right? So I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes. You don't have to eliminate every single food that you like, and it's okay to admit that you might not really like chicken and broccoli with every single meal, right? It's okay to admit that. But understand that when you are being too restrictive with your food choices, the more likely you are to really want the foods that you actually want to eat, right? And the more likely you are to possibly binge on the foods that you really actually want to eat, okay? So if you are good with your food choices, quote-unquote good, Monday through Friday, and then the weekend rolls around and you're, you see all of this temptation and you just feel like you need to dive off the deep end into cookies and burgers and pizza and wine or whatever, right? That's a sign that you're being way too restrictive with your food choices because you can have those things on a daily basis and not let it have to sabotage your weight loss goals. So number three, you're busy AF, (laughs) you're busy as fuck, and you are struggling to find a time slash day that works best for your schedule, okay? So when you are super, super busy, right? Imagine you are in actually i'll just use a personal client example for this so i have a client who um she's in graduate school she takes care of her mom she takes care of a lot of our household responsibilities she has a human service-based job that allows her to have to drive around to visit all of her different clients right all around long island right from out east and out east on long island all the way close to the city which is a lot. That's a lot of driving that she's doing all day long, okay? So clearly she is a very, very busy girl. Um, But when you are super busy and you have this going on and that going on, right? What I encourage you to do, right, is find a day, find a time, and make it your time. Make it a non-negotiable This is your self-care day. This is your hour of the day. This is your 30 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever. Make that promise to yourself, just like you would do for a family member, your child, whatever. Find, even if it's that small amount of time, to devote for yourself. So at this time with this client and I, what we had to learn was that, honestly, she's able to make it to the gym one to two days a week during these time frames and that's what's going to work best for her and it took her to have to be a little uncomfortable and realize that her old approach was not working for her anymore and that false promise that she was going to be going to these cardio kickboxing classes on the weekends right that it's not happening 
And she has to realize that, that she's trying to force something for herself and her fitness goal and her overall routine that is just not working. There's a reason why it's not working, okay? So find a time, find a day that works best for your schedule and hold yourself accountable to it in any way that you can. And sometimes what this might actually entail is writing down or having a calendar, time blocking your day out and finding certain times within that day where you can get certain things done. So she realized that on Thursdays from around 7 to 8.30 a.m., she has time to get a workout in. And it took us being a little bit more hands-on and actually writing out her schedule and her routine for her to find that block of time that she actually had versus her thinking, oh my God, I have no time. Like, how am I going to get this in, right? So sometimes it's really about sitting down and understanding where you possibly can make little changes, right? And where you can find a time and a day that is going to really work best for you. And sometimes that means some sacrifice, right? So does she really want to get up at 6.30 a.m. to get to the gym by 7? Probably not, right? But that's where it comes down to understanding your why and what it is that's going to get you out of bed in the morning. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that with more of the reasons that I'm going to discuss further in this episode. So number four. You are working out in a way that you can't keep up with. Hey, hi, that used to be me. (laughs) And it is a lot of the women that I work with as well. So when I struggled with this, right, I would try to work out six to seven days a week for two hours at a time. um, And I would really push myself to the limits in the gym. If I didn't feel like I was going to puke, then the workout was a waste in my eyes. If I wasn't super sore afterwards or even maybe during or just exhausted and dripping in sweat the workout was a waste in my mind so the more stress I put on my body in that way the more I wasn't able to actually keep up with what I was doing because I was so tired okay and because my body was like girl you need to rest and you need to figure out actually how to work out because this isn't even helping you lose weight and helping you reach your fitness goals you feel like shit more often than you feel good physically okay so that was one sign um a lot of the times also what i see with clients is they are working out in ways that they see on social media that they see these girls doing and they think that's what they have to do to lose weight Or they're also highly dependent on other people, either if it's with their husband or their boyfriend, to do workouts that those people are doing and feeling like they have to do those workouts too. Um, And they're just kind of following whatever so-and-so is doing, whatever their boyfriend is doing and whatever their husband is doing. But they can't stick up with that. They can't keep up with it because they use that person to help keep them accountable But when shit hits the fan with another person, maybe their schedule changes, maybe they're sick, maybe they don't want to go to the gym, whatever the case may be, when shit hits the fan for them, then they're falling off track, okay? So that is why I encourage you to work out in a way that makes you not only feel good, but is going to allow you to make the most progress as possible in the gym. And a lot of the times what can help you with that is... Finding a plan that is made for 
you and customized for you, your body, your goals, and your time availability. So basically, it's a really good way of saying, let yourself be in control of the way that you work out, right, in a way that's going to make you feel good, but also help you be a badass and progress in the gym and letting you be the one in control of if you are going to reach your fitness goals or not, and not depending on a family member or whoever to help keep you accountable, okay? It can help, but you don't want to fully, fully rely on another person, okay? Because just as easy as it is for you to say, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm cold, I'm sore, I'm cranky, whatever reason that comes up in your head as to why you can't make it to the gym, right? It's also just as easy for your quote-unquote other person that you're going to be going with to say those reasons as well. Okay, so number five, you have an all or nothing mentality with your fitness goal and your food choices. So once again, this is really something that I used to struggle with and I see it a lot within my clients in my Lift, Nourish and Thrive program, right? So when you have an all or nothing mentality, an example of this would be, okay, I can't make it to the gym two days this week. I'm not going to go at all, or I can't work out for an hour at a time, what's the point, I'm not going to go at all, or I had a slice of pizza for lunch, what the hell, what's five more, I already ruined my day, I already ruined my calories, what's the point, the next thing you know you're drinking lots of mimosas and you're just diving face first into anything else you can get your hands on, right, so that is the idea of what an all or nothing mentality is and that is something that I really used to struggle with. I remember so vividly saying to myself, well, I already went out for breakfast and had pancakes, so basically my day is completely gone or my day is completely wasted, right? There's no point in eating healthy now because I already had pancakes for breakfast, okay? So understanding that if you have an all or nothing mentality mentality with your fitness and your food choices, you're going to be really struggling because you're always going to be saying, what's the point? I'm already a failure. And you're already just going to be kind of like going in the circle of self-sabotage rather than owning up to what it is that whatever happened and then taking responsibility for yourself in what it is that you need to do moving forward to help you, okay? Number six, you say things like, now just isn't the right time. And now this is something that has really held me back. It especially used to hold me back within my fitness goal because I would feel with what I was struggling with at that time that if I gave myself 45 minutes to an hour of working out, well, that's time I could be working on my business or that's time I could be earning money or that's time I could be studying, you know, especially when I was in grad school, right? So when you say things like now isn't the right time, what you should actually say is that, for instance, with if it's working out, working out just isn't my priority right now. Or saying things like, my weight loss goal is just not my priority right now. Or my fitness goal is just not my priority. My health just is not my priority right now. Okay, And then replace that with what it is that's actually your priority. And it's going to be a little bit eye-opening hearing that, right? Um, But it's a really great way for you to become more self-aware of what it is that's actually holding you back and understanding why you're actually struggling. Um, So understand that there is no perfect time. 
There, it's not always about now isn't the right time. It's about finding the time that's going to work best for you and just owning up that it is not your priority right now. And if it's not, understand that that's okay, but it's going to be harder for you the more time that you take off and the more time you just don't do anything about it, okay? You're going to eventually get to this point where you're going to start thinking about it again and you're going to want to do it again and it's going to be that much harder for you to actually restart. So that's why I firmly believe that if you say things like now isn't the right time, it's really just not a priority for you. Number seven, you only have aesthetic goals and don't understand your why fully. So this one's going to get a little deep. If you only have aesthetic goals, right? So for instance, if a client comes to me and just says, I want to be curvy and I want to get a big butt, (laughs) I'm going to look at her and there's probably going to be a little bit of awkward silence. And then I'm going to ask her, why? Um, Well, I want to feel better in my clothes. Why? Um, Well, you see, I'm not really confident when I have sex with my husband. Oh, why? And then this is where we're starting to dig a little bit deeper, okay? Well, you see, I I am afraid he won't be attractive to me if, you know, whatever. Like, whatever the case may be, okay? Well, why do you think he's not going to be attractive to you? Well, you see, it's because his ex-wife used to be really skinny and really fit or whatever. So understanding more of the why, and that was just a complete example I threw off with the top of my head, you know, completely random, right? But understanding that if you only have aesthetic goals and if you only want to be smaller or a smaller size or look a certain way, that is only going to get you so far because I can help you achieve those goals. I can help you build your butt. I can help you lose body fat. I can help you get a a curvier body, whatever the case is that you want. I know how to help you achieve that, right? But you need to understand why it is fully that that's what you want and understand that even when you do start achieving those things it does not dictate you actually being more confident confidence is an innate feeling and an innate practice that you need to work on every single day right i can help you achieve all of those things right but understand that even when it is that you achieve that it is a lifelong approach that you need to practice in order for you to continue and actually start to feel really confident within yourself. So there always should be something bigger beyond wanting to look better in your clothes, wanting to lose weight, wanting a bigger butt, whatever, and really dig deep into understanding your why fully behind your weight loss goals. Number eight, You struggle to put yourself and your goals first. So this is something that I see a lot, especially with women who um, are just naturally very caring people, okay? So this is personally something that I have definitely struggled with. Um, When you struggle to put yourself first, you are going to be a people pleaser and you want to make so many other people happy and you sometimes may even be that person's main care provider right and you need to actually do things in order to help them especially if you have children right if you're a mom obviously you need to put your children first with for a lot of things right their needs them needing to eat whatever your case may be 
But if you struggle to put yourself first, right? The more you struggle to put yourself first, the more you're going to pour from an empty cup, which then can translate over into you actually not being able to help the people that you actually really want to help. So when you pour from that empty cup, eventually you're going to start feeling drained. You're going to start feeling exhausted. You're going to start feeling maybe even resentful towards the people that you're putting first because you keep putting off what it is that you actually need. And I relate to this on such a deep level because naturally I am a very caring, loving woman and I, especially with my family, I will bend over backwards, right, to do anything for any one of my family. And something that I've recently learned, especially with my husband, love you babe, but if I don't give myself some time during the day, if it's with a workout, if it's with reading, if it's with music, if it's with anything, right, to allow me to become more grounded and do something for myself, then that's when I actually become a better wife, a better daughter, a better aunt, because I was able to take some time throughout my day to focus on myself and fill my cup first. So when you struggle to put yourself first and what your goals are first, you're going to always feel like you're starting over and you're going to always feel some type of resentment because you're still in the same position that you were in a year ago while other people around you are thriving and doing awesome and living their best life. So really understand why you struggle to put yourself first. Do you not feel worthy enough? Do you not feel confident enough? Do you feel guilty when you do put yourself first, right? So understanding why you struggle to do that can really help you in actually taking action to start achieving your fitness goals and your weight loss goals. Number nine, you follow fad diets and other weight loss gimmicks. Okay, so the definition of a fad diet is a diet that is popular for a certain period of time, okay, without actually having like a standard dietary recommendation behind it. It often promises unreasonably fast weight loss or nonsensical health improvements. So think things like, uh, you know, back in the day, it was the Atkins diet, right? So eating very, very low carb, right? The, the, the less carbs you eat, girl, the more weight you are going to lose, right? So it promises a really fast weight loss approach or wear a waist trimmer so that um, your waist becomes contorted um, and looks so you look like an apple or whatever those false promises are, right? Wear this, look this way, right? That's a false promise. Um, that is something that you really want to understand. Are you bouncing from fad diet to fad diet, right? Another common one right now is intermittent fasting. I am seeing this so much. Women trying intermittent fasting, and if you have tried it and if it's worked for you with weight loss, then that's great. Um, but people are promising if you intermi intermittent fast, you are going to lose weight so fast because your body goes into starvation mode and blah, 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 right? So that is where it is in promising an unreasonably fast weight loss just because you are trying something, okay? So the more you follow fad diets and certain gimmicks and things like that, the more you're always going to feel like it's this rat race of what else do I need to do? And you see people maybe succeeding with it and you think, well, maybe I should try that too. And then you try it and then you can't stick with it and then you're miserable 
right? And then you feel the need to dive off the deep end with your food choices because you're being so restrictive of within that fad diet and what it tells you you can do and what you can't do. And then the next thing you know, you give up, you failed, and you're looking for the next one. And you feel like, okay, this is it. This is it. But then you try it and then you fail again. So understand that the more you are searching for that quote-unquote fix that's going to help you, the more you are not going to find it. There is no quick fix. There is no special diet. And I'm not going to get into the logistics of it right now. But the secret to achieving your actual weight loss goal is putting in the work, being inconsistent, follow a program that you can stick with, and have a nutritional approach that not only helps you on your fitness goals, right, and honors what your body needs, but also what your body wants. That's the secret, guys. It's nothing sexy. It's nothing over the top, right? Um, There's no false promises attached to it. And that is why people fail, because they are looking for the next big thing. They are rushing around from diet to diet, or they are avoiding their fitness goals altogether because they're just not making it a priority. Whatever your case may be, right? What I encourage you to do is think about the things that I said today, understand where it is that you're struggling with, and take action today into what you can do to actually start improving in that area. And understand that you don't have to feel alone in doing that. I find the more I speak to women, they feel so alone. They feel like their struggles are you know, theirs and theirs only. And they don't realize that so many other women struggle with it as well, right? It's okay to reach for help. It's okay to ask a question. It's okay to hire a coach, right? It's okay to do these things that if on the other side, you feel good and you know that what you are going to be putting into helping yourself overcome those struggles are going to be worth it, then that's what matters most. And you need to see down the line a little bit more and you need to look into the deeper picture a little bit more rather than just in that steady moment okay so imagine this right now right say one-on-one coaching might seem like a lot for you to commit to financially right understand that that's how you feel right now but imagine a year from now once you make that investment or you make that commitment to yourself Imagine that transformation that you're going to have on the other side because your past self made a promise to yourself, made a commitment, made a decision for your future self and the higher version of yourself in that future. So just like sit there and imagine that and put that into perspective a little bit. It's not always just about the right now. It's also about the long term and where you see yourself long term. And I share these things because I have been there on so many levels and I don't want you to have to keep to keep struggling on your fitness goal. It does not have to feel like it's your forever goal and you don't have to stay victim into your old story. And that is something that I really used to firmly believe is that I would always be struggling and that I would never feel normal and that I would never feel confident and that I would never have this whole fitness thing figured out, right? But I did. And I've watched the lives of the clients and the women that I've worked with transform as well. 
and I want that for you too. So if you have learned anything from this podcast episode, please, by all means, share it on your IG stories, tag me in it with Julia with two underscores, Feliciano, tag your friends, tag your family, tag people that you think might benefit from listening to what it is that I said today. And when you do that, you will be able to earn a complimentary 30-minute coaching call with me. And I love these coaching calls because it allows me to learn more about what it is that you are struggling with and how I can help you let those be the struggles of your past. So it is a great way for you to learn about things that you're currently struggling with within fitness, within nutrition, within your mindset, and will allow you to put those struggles in the past. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'll see you guys later.